It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. If you think 2020 was difficult, consider what still awaits us will make 2020 pale in comparison. Welcome to 2021. Let's start with this headline. U.S. braces for super COVID tsunami. Fauci warns the 70% more contagious strain which has brought the U.K. to its knees will now rip through America as two cases are confirmed in California and Colorado. Now it's up to three or four cases. They're going to continue to stoke those fires. From that report, Britain is seeing infections and death rates soar as hospitalizations climb to their highest levels on record. Again, this is all the official statements of record at the moment. The report continues. The country on Wednesday recorded its deadliest day since April with 981 COVID fatalities and 50,000 cases reported. Again, that's the official statements. And this, now the U.S. must try to curb the same mutant strain, which researchers estimate is up to 70% more contagious, we're told. And this, California became the second state on Wednesday to report finding the new strain of the virus after Colorado. And this, from the same headline report. Fauci on Thursday said it is, quote, inevitable. The new COVID strain will spread across the U.S. Warning, quote, you'll be hearing more from other states and more cases in the states that have already reported, end quote. And Fauci always knows what's next on the agenda, doesn't he? Don't forget that. Certainly a headline like that will prompt the public to keep that mask on and to get in line for the warp speed COVID concoction needle. Exactly as planned. However large and looming a threat you may feel CV-19 is, look up on almost any day and you can witness an ongoing threat that is far greater still. A threat that is not only gravely compromising human health, but that is also inflicting catastrophic harm to the planet's protective atmospheric layers and life support systems as a whole. Welcome to the world of climate engineering, the fallout of which there is no place to hide from. Aluminum, barium, strontium, polymer fibers, and what else we don't know with certainty. With every breath we take, we're inhaling highly toxic nanoparticles that are invisible to the naked eye at the surface level. Not theory, lab test proven fact. All the threats we collectively face are connected and perpetrated by the same increasingly desperate global controllers which geoengineeringwatch.org has tried desperately to warn about for over a decade. That unfolding climate and environmental collapse would fuel total power structure desperation. That time is now. Governments, official agencies, and mainstream media will continue to do their best to confuse, distract, and divide populations with political theater and everything else they can conjure up until we collectively hit the wall at full velocity. The CB19 scenario is ultimately not about profit. It's about total power, total control, and thinning the herd on a rapidly dying planet. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Commercial Free Global Alert News Hour, sponsored by the world's largest and most visited data repository on the issue of climate engineering, geoengineeringwatch.org. In this broadcast, the latest frontline breaking headline reports on the greatest and most immediate threats we collectively face. Let's put some puzzle pieces together. Here's the latest statistical update on the mask mandate effectiveness in Shasta County. Before mandatory masks, the official Shasta County CV-19 infection total was hovering at about 30. 
Now, since mandatory masks, it's over 8,100. That's an increase of official infections of over 27,000%. Wow, what a success. And this statistical update about the official CV-19 infection total in the U.S. compared with China. China has officially just passed 87,000 total infections. At least that's what we're told. The U.S. now officially is over 20 million. Now let's multiply 20 million by four to get a per capita equation because China has roughly four times the population of the U.S. Where do we end up on a per capita basis? Mathematically speaking, we are being told that the U.S. has roughly 95,000% more CV-19 infections. Again, that's on a per capita basis with China, based on China having four times the population of the U.S. What's wrong with this equation? Who's lying? Question mark. Pun intended regarding the World Health Organization. Regarding lies, we're all drowning in a rapidly rising sea of them. Power structure-controlled mainstream media will never point out such an insane imbalance. Why aren't more of the population insisting on answers? How are the chess pieces being moved by those that control the entire board? What are the agendas? What are the objectives? Consider the following pre-Christmas statement from Dr. Fauci. For those that haven't heard it yet, listen carefully. The very twisted Anthony Fauci is reassuring children that he vaccinated Santa himself. Here it is. Well, I have to say I took care of that for you because I was worried that you'd all be upset. So what I did a little while ago, I took a trip up there to the North Pole. I went there and I vaccinated Santa Claus myself. I measured his level of immunity and he is good to go. He can come down the chimney. He can leave the presents. He can leave, and you have nothing to worry about. Santa Claus is good to go. What a twisted and tyrannical world we find ourselves in. Just in time, Dr. Fauci, before the Arctic ice completely implodes. And for the record, those two issues are completely intertwined. They are inseparable. It's the rapidly accelerating collapse of Earth's life support systems that is the bottom line factor fueling now completely out-of-control power structure desperation. The controllers, including governments all over the globe, know full well that they can no longer sustain their populations. Consider that the entire CB-19 scenario could be taken out of the equation. Industrialized, militarized societies were already circling the drain due to rapidly unfolding and accelerating environmental collapse, which, in fact, is the core driving factor behind the CB-19 scenario. Moving on, more headlines. Dr. Fauci appears to be vaccinated on live TV. Then the next day, he forgets which arm he received the shot in. That's the headline. As I previously warned, it is essential to understand exactly who and what Dr. Fauci is and who he serves. Honest and objective research is key. On the subject of honest and objective research, it seems we are being told that Anyone who dies from anything is now a CV-19 death. On that note, consider the following headline from last week. Quote, link between COVID-19 shot, i.e. the vaccination, the COVID-19 concoction, and Swiss death, quote, highly unlikely, drugs regulators stated. From that report, Swiss drug regulator, Swiss Medic, stated on Wednesday that it saw no link between the death of a Swiss citizen and the CV-19 
vaccine concoction, adding that the deceased suffered from multiple illnesses before getting the shot. So let's break this down. When they want to categorize a mortality as a CV-19 death, it doesn't matter how many underlying comorbidities there were. But if someone dies immediately after getting the CV-19 vaccine concoction, then in that case, it's not the vaccine that caused the mortality, it's the comorbidities. What a total contradiction in policies. Not surprising. Consider this recent statement from Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Quote, the four companies that make all 72 of available vaccines are Merck's, Sanofi, GlaxoSmithKline, and Pfizer. These are four of the most corrupt companies in the world, Kennedy states. He continues with this. Those four companies collectively are serial felons. They have paid over $35 billion in fines over the last 10 years for falsifying science, defrauding regulators, lying to doctors, selling drugs that they knew were poisonous and that were going to kill people. Why does anyone believe them? Question mark. Again, from Robert F. Kennedy. He further states this. It's a kind of cognitive dissonance. And Kennedy closes with this, quote, Do you think... They, these drug companies, are doing this with all of their other products, but not their vaccines? Question mark. End of Kennedy's quote. Is it rational to even think along those lines? For the record, the CDC is, in essence, also nothing less than a vaccine corporation. More headlines on this subject. Wealthy hospitals rake in U.S. disaster aid for COVID-19 costs. That's from Reuters. From that report, after collecting billions of dollars in U.S. coronavirus aid, many of the nation's wealthiest nonprofit, so-called nonprofit hospitals, are now tapping into disaster relief funds that critics say they don't need. No surprise. The report continues, the money from the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, is going to some large health systems that have billions of dollars in cash reserves and investments already, according to government records reviewed by Reuters. And while all that's unfolding, let's take the time to recall another past statement from Fauci. He said this, wearing the mask is a sign of respect. For who, Dr. Fauci? There's much more to the equation. There's much more to the story. Honest investigation is essential. Again, for the record, peer-reviewed science reports from 2015 prove the CV-19 gain-of-function characteristic that allowed it to jump to humans was engineered in U.S. and Chinese labs with $7.4 million in funding from the National Institute of Health at the direction of Anthony Fauci. There can't be any legitimate discussion of the CV-19 scenario without including this glaring fact. With that in mind, should Fauci's 2017 on-film and on-the-record announcement of a, quote, coming surprise pandemic be any wonder to any of us? More headlines. San Francisco's lockdown and quarantine has been extended, quote, indefinitely. From that report, in addition, officials say a public health order implemented on December 17th that requires anyone traveling, moving, or returning to San Francisco from anywhere outside the Bay Area to quarantine for 10 days. This trajectory that we are on is going to continue. We said so at ChallengingWatch.org from the start of it. They will continue to stoke the CV-19 fires as they choose. The background of climate and biosphere collapse being further fueled by the climate engineering onslaught is the ultimate driving force. We as a species are now free-falling into a planetary Milgram experiment. 
Geoengineeringwatch.org has stated for over a decade that those in power couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. We've seen the enemy, and he is us. For those that are not familiar with the Milgram experiments and the grave aspects of human nature they revealed, here's a short summary. In the 1960s, psychologist Stanley Milgram conducted a series of studies on the concepts of obedience and authority more accurately, obedience to authority. His experiments involved instructing study participants to deliver increasingly high-voltage shocks to an actor in another room who would scream and eventually go silent as the shocks became stronger. The shocks weren't real, but study participants were made to believe that they were real. The study participants were willing to inflict what they thought were injuring or even lethal doses of electric shocks to someone they believed was an innocent study participant so long as they felt someone in authority was instructing them to do so. This is how the brown shirts are created. What could yet alter the equation? A critical mass of public awakening. Next headline from multiple sources. Quote, Major COVID vaccine glitch emerges. Most Europeans, including hospitals and staff, refuse to take it. From that report, all is not going according to plan in the biggest global rollout of what is arguably the most important vaccine in a century, the report states. It continues, and it's not just growing U.S. mistrust in the COVID injection effort that was rolled out in record time. An unexpected spike in allergic reactions to the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine, and now Moderna 2, may prove catastrophic to widespread acceptance unless scientists can figure out what's causing it after the FDA's rushed approval. Report continues with this. Europe rolled out a huge COVID-19 vaccine drive on Sunday, this is last Sunday, to try to rein in the coronavirus pandemic, but even more Europeans and Americans are skeptical about the speed at which the vaccines have been tested and approved and are reluctant thus to have the shot. More from the report. Surveys in Poland where distrust in public institutions runs deep show that fewer than 40% of people are planning to get vaccinated. Worse, according to Reuters, on Sunday of last week, only half the medical staff in Warsaw Hospital, where the country's first shot was administered, had signed up for this vaccine concoction. And if the doctors don't trust the vaccine, one can be certain that the broader population will refuse to take it. Report continues, the situation is similar in Spain, one of Europe's hardest hit countries. In Bulgaria, 45% of people have said they would not get a shot and 40% plan to wait to see if any negative side effects appear, meaning only 15% of the population will actually volunteer for a vaccine in the near future. A recent survey in France revealed that only 41% of the people would accept the injection. That means the majority will not. The more European governments pressure their populations to get immunized, the fewer the people who will actually sign up and the worse the vaccine rollout will be. Of that much, we can be 100% certain. That's the end of the excerpts on this report. The power structure CV-19 narratives are becoming ever more transparent. They are breaking down, which will only increase their desperation, and thus the grave danger they pose to all of us, to the planet's life support systems, and thus to the entire web of life. In a moment, numerous critically important breaking reports from the front lines on the issues that pose the greatest and most immediate threat to all of us, issues on which our collective fate most depends. First, 
My deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and to help turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for your help with sounding the alarm. It's our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 282, January 2nd, 2020. In this broadcast, a great deal of bad news, but... It's critically important information. It's information that covers the issues, again, that we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast throughout Northern California on KQMS, 1670 AM, 104.9 FM, and 105.7 FM, Saturday mornings from 6 to 7 AM. KQMS is the largest news talk radio station north of Sacramento. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The commercial-free Global Alert News Hour is also rebroadcast on the East Coast by the PRN Radio Network Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. The latest Geoengineering Watch awareness raising printed materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Again, a picture is worth a thousand words. These printed materials are exponentially more effective at waking others than anything that can be conveyed verbally. Keep that in mind. Our only goal, our only objective by making these materials available is to help sound the alarm, to help reach a critical mass of awareness while it can still matter. Those in the Reading area of Shasta County can pick up free geoengineeringwatch.org materials from the vitamin section at Orchard Nutrition. Staunch ally in the fight to expose and halt climate engineering, GEMFAIR, G-E-M-F-A-I-R-E. There's a geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising booth at all GEMFAIR events. This booth has free materials for any that will show up and collect those materials. You can get into the event free if you tell the ticket master you're there to pick up the geoengineeringwatch materials. The next gym fair event, Del Mar, California, January 10th through January 12th. It's a new location at the Activity Center building. Check the gym fair site, G-E-M-F-A-I-R-E, to learn more about this event and other upcoming gym fair events. Also, the new Geoengineering Watch online Real News Q&A session will begin next week. Submit your questions to questions at geoengineeringwatch.org. Or you can go to the contacts section on the very top left corner of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. In order to help me answer as many individual submissions as possible, submitting one question is best, two at most, again, so that I can get to as many individual listener questions as possible in a segment. If you submit a question to be answered on air, you're granting us permission to read your email and your first name on the air. If you wish to remain anonymous, please state so in your message. I'll do my best to answer as many question submissions in a session as possible. Please forgive me if I'm unable to get to all the submissions. It's our hope that these posted Q&A sessions will help to expand overall knowledge of the issues we face and how to best interact with the many in our societies that are still not yet ready to face the totality of what's unfolding. What's the bottom line summary of what we collectively face? What is the ever more frequently heard official narrative on so many converging catastrophes? Here it is. Quote, it's worse than we thought, end quote. From CV-19 to the state of the climate and environment to Fukushima and countless other increasingly dire issues, what do we hear again and again and again? Quote, it's worse than we thought, which in fact is a lie. It's not that it's not worse, because it is. It's much, much worse. But those in power have always known 
They simply didn't want the public to panic, which could cause them to lose control, to lose their power. And as for the public, sadly, the vast majority so far haven't wanted to know, and many still don't. Countless individuals continue to parrot the, quote, it's just a conspiracy theory, program narrative. They seem to find this more reassuring than facing reality, but they won't for long. On this theme, the following headline published last week from Canada's NationalObserver.com, quote, why humans aren't hardwired to respond well to crises. And for the record, it's not only a hardwiring problem, but again, a programming problem. And if it doesn't change soon, we will all pay the price. How did we get here to this dark place from which it seems there is no escape? Here's the most basic building block rundown. Empires and those who control them seek only to retain and expand that control. Those in power have long since known that the current paradigm was not sustainable. They've long since known that they would need to gain control of Earth's remaining resources if they were to retain their power until the final hour. Here's a quick reminder rundown on the basic building blocks of the equation. Though the U.S. imperial conquest has been ongoing for well over two centuries, for the purpose of this conversation, let's start with the first Gulf War, triggered by the U.S. government's goading of Saddam Hussein to invade Kuwait. Hussein, a former U.S. puppet, was dumb enough to take the bait. This gave the Western military-industrial complex the excuse it needed to get a foothold in the Middle East and massive hydrocarbon reserves held by Middle Eastern countries. As Hussein was run out of Kuwait with a massive part of his army, who were just following Hussein's orders, were slaughtered on the proverbial highway of death, target practice for the U.S. military. The U.S. Special Forces then blew up hundreds of Kuwait oil wells, blamed it on Saddam, and opened the door for U.S. corporate takeover of the oil fields. And the U.S. population was made to feel justified by the Kuwait baby incubator death yarn, a total fabrication. Investigate that one for yourself if you want the truth. In the following years, the chaos and carnage in the Middle East only escalated in lockstep with U.S. military intervention. The U.S. military has been and continues to be what amounts to a mercenary force for the U.S. empire, for gaining control of the lifeblood of the empire, oil. And I am not condoning any other country or their military, China, Russia, or anyone else. All are corrupt. But how does their corruption excuse our corruption? Answer, it doesn't. When the official U.S. government narrative of we are just in the Middle East to spread freedom and democracy, end quote, began to be seen for what it was, an absurd lie. The controllers recognized they needed an event to blindly galvanize populations into renewed support for empirical conquest. The controllers knew they needed a, quote, new Pearl Harbor, end quote. And in fact, one year prior to the 9-11 event, that's exactly what was called for by the PNAC think tank in Washington, the Project for a New American Century. A think tank whose top members included armchair warmongers like Dick Cheney, Paul Wolfowitz, and Donald Rumsfeld, and the rest of their minions. On September 11, 2001, the Western military-industrial complex got exactly what it wanted, a new Pearl Harbor. The fabricated Iraq WMD narrative was added to the equation, and the second wave of the empire's military conquest in the pursuit of resource control and acquisition was launched. And... Every single one of the countries that was on the target list, by the way, every one of them, named one week after 9-11 by former NATO Supreme Commander Wesley Clark, 
those countries all went through a once-in-1,000-year drought prior to the destabilization, invasion, and or occupation. That's climate engineering. There were other resource stepping stones for the empire along the way. Libya, Syria are two. But the bottom line remained. The current paradigm of perpetual expansion on a finite planet with finite resources was untenable. It could not be maintained, a fact that the controllers were acutely aware of. In 2015, peer-reviewed science study published in the journal Nature and other science sources stated on the record that the COVID, quote, gain-of-function characteristic had been successfully engineered with funding from the U.S. National Institute of Health and Anthony Fauci's NIAID, the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, again at the direction of Fauci. 2017, Fauci announced on film and on the record that the pandemic was coming. October 2019, Gates, Bill Gates carries out the trial run of a COVID pandemic, a so-called drill, literally as the actual event was unfolding. That drill was called Event 201. Look it up. Investigate for yourself. Now, as covered earlier in this broadcast, the USA is officially by far the most infected population on the planet. Why? As stated in this broadcast so many times, the greatest potentially counterbalancing force to the cancer that currently controls the world is the U.S. population if they would just wake up. Now, more pieces to the puzzle. Which country is by far the greatest consumer of the world's remaining resources per capita? Would such a country become a more primary target for the controllers? Let's look at some statistics. America is approximately 5% of global population, but consumes approximately 25% of global resources. Enter the CV-19 scenario. And now this equation. America, again, 5% of a global population, but now officially with 25% of the official global CV-19 infections. What a coincidence. Let's always keep in mind the U.S. government's purchase of over a billion 40 caliber hollow point bullets, a type of ammunition that's for one purpose only. I'm sure you can guess what that is. Here's one headline example from 2013 from Forbes.com. Quote, this is from March 11, 2013, 1.6 billion rounds of ammo for Homeland Security, question mark. The Forbes report then states this, it's time for a national conversation. You think? Why didn't more of the public respond to that? A purchase of so many bullets by our government, bullets that are for one purpose only. What should we believe was the justification for such a massive purchase of lethal ammunition by our government? Is this ammunition a component of the government's Plan B? If Plan A for lockdown control and culling isn't as successful as anticipated, perhaps because much of the population has finally begun to wake up to what our government is all about, a state-sponsored military-industrial medical-industrial crime syndicate run by clinically insane individuals just like other governments all over the world, over a billion hollow-point bullets. Ponder that. And about some of those Plan A strategies and related elements, starting with aluminum, if the controllers can't get it into the population by toxic injections that contain aluminum as an adjuvant, then they can fill the breathable air column with it. And indeed, they have. Skies filled with highly toxic, highly bioavailable, and bioaccumulative aluminum nanoparticulates that are the primary element named in climate engineering patents. Look up. 
And consider what geoengineering operations are spraying into our skies is being inhaled by each and every one of us with every breath we take. Not theory, not conjecture, not hypothesis, and not, quote, conspiracy theory. No, it's hard science, proven science with lab tests from all over the world. So while considering that you're inhaling unimaginably microscopic and nearly invisible aluminum nanoparticulates with every breath you take, also consider this, an excerpt from a peer-reviewed science study from the Journal of Toxicology. This headline report, headline science study, aluminum-induced entropy in biological systems, implications for neurological disease. From that report, aluminum is invariably toxic to living systems and has no known beneficial role in any biological system. Humans are increasingly exposed to aluminum from food, water, medicinals, vaccines, stated right in this report, and cosmetics, as well as from industrial occupational exposure, and of course from the sky, which they won't admit to. The report continues, aluminum disrupts biological self-ordering energy, transduction, and signaling systems, thus increasing biosemiotic entropy, beginning with the biophysics of water. Disruption progresses through the macromolecules that are crucial to living processes. This includes DNAs, RNAs, proteoglycans, and proteins. It, aluminum, injures cells, circuits, subsystems, and can cause catastrophic failures ending in death. Aluminum forms toxic complexes with other elements, such as fluorine, and interacts negatively with mercury, lead, and glyphosate. Aluminum negatively impacts the central nervous systems in all species that have been studied, including humans. Because of the global impacts of aluminum on water dynamics and biosemiotic systems, CNS disorders in humans are sensitive indicators of the aluminum toxicants to which we are being exposed. Look up. What will it take? How bad does it have to get before a majority of the population looks up and acknowledges the climate engineering elephant in the sky? And it's much more than climate engineering. Much, much more. Many more agendas being carried out. There are so many layers to this equation. And these particles that are being utilized in these programs are highly inflammatory, There are toxic heavy metals like those just outlined, aluminum for one. There are many more, all of them with synergistic interactions that makes the entire mix exponentially more toxic. We are under assault from countless directions. And about aluminum, many disinformation sources continue to make the following claim, that because aluminum is such an abundant element in Earth's strata, we should expect it to be ubiquitous or everywhere, in everything. But that narrative is a lie. And here's why. Aluminum doesn't naturally exist in free form in nature. It is always bonded to other elements and thus is not bioavailable to life forms. In order for aluminum to be so widely spread all over the globe in bioavailable free form, it must be mined, refined, and then dispersed. Again, look up. Connect the dots. Connect the pieces to the puzzle. Aluminum nanoparticles are the primary element named in climate engineering patents. Bouncing back to the unfolding CV-19 scenario and those directing it. This headline. Nurse who tested positive days after vaccine is a reminder protection is not instant. Two doses are needed. Whatever narrative they pump out, whatever problems their concoctions cause, there's always 
official sources reassuring the public to keep marching over the edge of the abyss. That's what we see, and that's what we should expect to continue seeing. The system, the matrix, is overflowing with legions of individuals that have long since sold their honor, their virtue, their morality, for a paycheck and a pension, and the delusion of preserving their personal paradigm at the expense of the population and the planet as a whole. To all such individuals, I say this, please summon the courage and fortitude to stop being a part of the cancer, lest you go down on the ship with the rest of us, the ship that you will have helped to sink. From the American Institute of Economic Research and other sources, this, quote, World Health Organization deletes naturally acquired immunity from its website. From that report, this quote, when the existing textbooks that students use in college contradict the latest official pronouncements from the authorities during a crisis in which the ruling class is clearly attempting to seize permanent power, we've got a problem, end quote. Yes, indeed we do. The Bill Gates-run World Health Organization is now trying to tell us that we can't trust our body's own miraculous immune system. Rather, the controllers want us to believe the absurdity that the warp speed CV-19 concoctions are the only source of immunity we can trust. Yes, we are indeed drowning in a tidal wave of deception. More on the CV-19 scenario, testing and tracking of the population. Consider the following U.S. patent for CV-19 titled, quote, System and Method for Testing COVID-19. Patent number US 202-002-79585A1. Inventor, Richard A. Rothschild. Imagine that. Abstract for the patent. A method is provided for acquiring and transmitting biometric data, i.e. vital signs of a user, where the data is analyzed to determine whether the user is suffering from a viral infection such as COVID-19, the patent states. This Rothschild patent further states the smartphone is used to measure movement of the smartphone and or the user. Once accurate data is acquired, it is uploaded to the cloud or other host where the data is used. It further states it can be used to alert medical staff to take corresponding actions. What does that mean? It certainly doesn't bode well. Let's ask this question. What's even more alarming than a Rothschild patenting a CB19 testing method? This. The initiation for the filing process of this patent began in 2015. Heard that date before, haven't we? The same year in which Fauci's NIH-sponsored labs in Wuhan and Carolina successfully engineered the gain-of-function characteristic in the COVID virus, which allowed it again to make the jump to humans. Again, what a coincidence. For the record, there is, of course, no shortage of official sources and sites whose job it is to deny and dispute any and all damning data not asking anyone to believe any of the reports presented on this broadcast. What I have always asked is please honestly investigate for yourself and don't feed from the mainstream media trough of total disinformation and propaganda. Let's ponder this quote from Aldous Huxley, who stated this so long ago. There will be in the next generation or so a pharmacological method of making people love their servitude. And producing a dictatorship without tears, so to speak, producing a kind of painless concentration camp for entire societies so that people will, in fact, have their liberties taken away from them, but will rather enjoy it because they will be distracted from any desire to rebel by propaganda or brainwashing or brainwashing and enhanced pharmacological methods. And this seems to be the final revolution. End quote. Again, from Aldous Huxley. Question. What does so-called patriotism look like in America? 
blind flag waving, adherence to the dictates of a completely out of control military industrial, medical industrial power structure. Either side of the two party orchestrated facade system is still a part of the same power structure coin. Far too many in the American population have been well programmed to believe whatever they are told. That, for example, our government was responsible for history altering events like the collapse of the Soviet Union, a fabricated feel good lie. Room temperature IQ politicians like Reagan are given credit for toppling the USSR. History is made up along the way by those who print the money and who seek to control the perspective of the population and thus the population itself. About the example I just gave, what was the true cause of the U.S.-Soviet Union collapse? This, the true patriotism and unity of the Lithuanian people. Lithuania's departure from the USSR on March 11, 1990, triggered a year of turmoil that led to the collapse of the Soviet Union in December of 1991, a move that heralded the end of the Cold War. If you want to gain a deeper understanding of what true patriotism is, of what it means, and of what it consists, take the time to investigate the underlying courage and tenacity, unyielding tenacity of the Lithuanian people and the core part they played in toppling the former USSR, a true David and Goliath saga. President Reagan was not a factor. The narrative that he was is in fact a lie. It took America almost a year and a half to even acknowledge Lithuania's declared independence from the former USSR after 44 other nations had long since done so, Iceland being the first. So much for America's past claim of being responsible for the toppling of the USSR in the name of freedom and democracy. A historical fabrication. Please forgive me for again repeating this quote from Mark Twain, who said, In the beginning of change, the patriot is brave and scarce, hated and scorned. But in the end, when his cause succeeds, the timid join him, for then it costs nothing to be a patriot. How many patriots are beginning to wake up in the United States? Starting to happen, thankfully, and not a moment too soon. From CNBC and other sources, this headline from last week, nearly 4 in 10 Americans do not want to take the COVID vaccine. HHS is planning to spend $250 million to convince the U.S. it is safe. What does that mean? $250 million on propaganda to compel the public to accept the CV-19 warp speed concoctions. The report states this, nearly 4 in 10 Americans say they would, quote, definitely or probably not get the vaccine, according to a recent survey by the Pew Research Center. The Department of Health and Human Services plans to spend $250 million on a national education program to build public trust in the vaccine. In other words, to blindly convince the public to f- do whatever they're told. As Fauci stated earlier, and I covered in an earlier broadcast, Fauci stated to the U.S. population, it's time to do what you're told. That's what he stated. The report states this then, the public's lack of trust might have something to do with the fact that if anything goes wrong with the vaccine, the drug makers that produce them, Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, and so on, have total legal immunity against any lawsuits related to injuries and death resulting from their vaccine, i.e. their concoctions. Gee, I wonder why that would give people pause. Yes, we are indeed living in a planetary asylum. More headlines from CTV News in Montreal, Canada. This, nurses sound alarm on Quebec rule that delays CPR for COVID-19 patients in cardiac arrest. Question, what legitimate reason could possibly be given for withholding life-saving treatment in a hospital? 
unless they're just looking to rack up another CB19 statistic. You decide. You connect the dots. And while doing so, consider this statement from the report from an emergency room nurse who chose to remain anonymous. She said this, quote, it's almost like a death sentence, end quote. Think about that. Next headline, same subject. Wealthy hospitals rake in U.S. disaster aid for COVID-19 cost. Went over that in more detail earlier in this broadcast. Another headline, same theme. Top Ontario, this is Ontario, Canada. Top Ontario doctors say, quote, I just read what they write down for me, end quote. From that report, Dr. David Williams, Ontario, Canada's Chief Medical Officer of Health, and Dr. Barbara Yaffe, Associate Chief Medical Officer of Health, have joined the list of countless others in and around microphones who know that when something goes public that wasn't meant to, it spreads on social media far and wide. Consider their statements. They don't even read the reports that they pass on to the public as so-called experts. They just do what they're told. And on that note, let's move to the top of the power chain ladder in Canada. Justin Trudeau, the supposed leader of Canada, who has he sworn his allegiance to? The Canadian people? Not exactly. Listen carefully to this short audio recording of Justin Trudeau. Here it is. I, Justin P.J. Trudeau, do swear that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, Queen of Canada, her heirs and successors. So help me God. I, Justin P.J. Trudeau, do solemnly and sincerely swear that I shall be a true and faithful servant to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II as a member of Her Majesty's Privy Council for Canada. I will in all things to be treated, debated, and resolved in Privy Council faithfully, honestly, and truly declare my mind and my opinion. I shall keep secret all matters committed and revealed to me in this capacity or that shall be secretly treated of in council. Generally, in all things, I shall do as a faithful and true servant ought to do for Her Majesty, so help me God. I, Justin P.J. Trudeau, do solemnly and sincerely promise and swear that I will truly and faithfully, and to the best of my skill and knowledge, execute the powers and trusts reposed in me as Prime Minister. So help me God. There you have it. That was Trudeau's oath taken in 2015, given in 2015, not to serve the Canadian people, but to serve the global elite and to, quote, keep secret whatever he is told to keep secret, to carry out their bidding, not the bidding of the Canadian people. That's how the matrix works. Moving on to more recent reports from Forbes.com and other sources. Who profits from this system? Here's the report. Meet the 50 doctors, scientists, and healthcare entrepreneurs who became pandemic billionaires in 2020. No surprise. Another headline. Did Fauci just admit he lied about herd immunity to trick Americans into vaccine? Question mark. That's the headline. The short answer is yes. From the report, Dr. Fauci said that weeks ago he had hesitated to publicly raise his estimate because many Americans seemed hesitant about the vaccines. I wonder why. He went on to say which they would need to accept almost universally in order for the country to achieve, quote, herd immunity. Again, which we're told by the World Health Organization now can only be done through the warp speed medical industrial complex 
COVID-19 concoction. Summary, Fauci has changed his story again and is now trying to convince the public that everyone must take the needle to achieve his claimed, quote, herd immunity. We should all stand back and take a deep breath. Any that still think the global elite care about them, their welfare, and their posterity need to rethink their reality. What happens to those who challenge the official narratives? This headline. California doctor says he was fired for challenging CV-19 shutdowns and narratives. That's what the system does to anyone that dares to challenge it. Another headline. Centers for Disease Control is monitoring new, quote, mutant COVID strain from South Africa now that is more infectious than the UK variant amid fears it could already be in the U.S., The report then states that the CDC said it was aware of the situation and is currently monitoring the implications for the U.S. So let's recap the scenario. Growing numbers of the U.S. population are increasingly and understandably concerned about the warp speed CB19 concoctions. Thus, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services decides to spend $250 million on a vaccine promotion campaign. Suddenly, we're told a new and far more infectious variant of CB19 has appeared in the U.K., And now also in the U.S., so-called vaccine hesitancy persisted. And now, yet another, even more infectious version of CV-19 appears from nowhere in Africa. That is, apparently, we're told, now also in the U.S. And all the while, Fauci, both administrations, mainstream media, and all official sources are telling us to prepare for, quote, dark days ahead. But don't worry, Any of the apparently miraculous warp speed concoctions will fix everything, will cure anything that comes along, or is let loose on populations. Right. With that in mind, consider this late-breaking report from yesterday. It seems that healthcare workers are not convinced. This headline from yesterday, quote, I'm choosing the risk of getting COVID, end quote. The report then states, over half of healthcare workers at California hospitals refuse vaccinations. Ponder that. More headlines. Same subject. New York City orders sheriffs to track down travelers, defying quarantine order. And this headline. Multiple sources. Masks are symbolic. End quote. Each must decide for themselves what that means. But hopefully after doing honest and objective research. And this final headline on this subject. Before getting to the bottom line to all of it. From yesterday, mysterious disappearance of flu in San Diego prompted call for audit of COVID records. As stated in the beginning of this broadcast, the entire CB19 official narrative is becoming more and more transparent. And more and more appears like a poorly written Hollywood script. The bottom line to all of it is the unfolding abrupt climate and environmental collapse being further fueled by the climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare assault. Keep that in mind, which in turn, as I've stated so many times, is further fueling total power structure desperation. And yet all the while, the controllers continue to try to convince us that they are only here to save us, to protect us. On that note, from multiple sources, this headline from last week, Bill Gates Savior complex spirals out of control, funds sun-dimming plan to, quote, save the human race, end quote. That report, Bill Gates is now best known as a philanthropist, not by most, not anymore. It states then that he's also known for wanting to save us from ourselves. Well, not so much. 
report then goes on with this. Now apparently he wants to save us from the sun. While you may have been paying attention to his efforts on vaccination and lockdowns, you may not have noticed that one of Gates's most controversial causes just got to go ahead, a project that would help block out the sun. Harvard University projects plan to test out a controversial theory that global warming can be stopped by spraying particles into the atmosphere that would reflect the sun's rays. The report then continues with this. The project represents one of the most controversial aspects of what's known as, quote, geoengineering. See, where have I heard that term? The idea that to tackle issues like climate change, massive aspects of our ecosystem can be, quote, changed. In this case, it would involve reflecting some of the sun's rays to stop them from reaching the earth. Open air research into spraying tiny sun-reflected particles, i.e. aluminum, primary climate engineering patent element, into the stratosphere to offset global warming. Please, please, look up. It's not a proposal. It's been ongoing for over 70 years. The only way one doesn't see it is by having their eyes wide shut. These programs are decimating the planet's life support systems, contaminating every single breath we take, and people like Bill Gates are not here to save us. How clear can that be at this point? Our skies are often filthy, filled with the sprayed dispersions from the climate engineering jet aircraft, skies that look like something from a science fiction movie, filthy, dirty, non-natural haze covering our skies, spiderweb, cobweb-looking clouds that aren't natural cloud formations at all. And we have so-called academia naming them to try to give them legitimacy, to try to pacify populations until there's nothing left of Earth's life support systems. When will the insanity stop? When will the public understand that the current paradigm is not going to continue? And the sooner we face that fact, the sooner we stand up together and expose the collective insanity and all those that are a part of it, the more chance we may have of salvaging something. And in the meantime, as the planet descends into total meltdown, The climate engineers are busy engineering winter. And snow now all too often has little or nothing to do with elevation. Now there's the, quote, warm side of the, quote, winter storm where there's no snow, even at higher elevations. And then there's the, quote, cold side of the so-called winter storm where there's all snow or frozen rain or some kind of frozen material, even at lower elevations. From AccuWeather.com, exactly the kind of sensational headline that the climate engineers want to see, the kind that continues to confuse the population's perspective on the rapidly accelerating planetary meltdown. Here's the headline. Entire year's worth of snow slams Texas, end quote. The report states for the second time this week, a long tailing storm will coat the central United States with snow and ice from Texas to the Great Lakes over a 1,500-mile-long swath. It's insane to look at these maps. It's it's just a giant stripe of snow where they chemically nucleate moisture straight out of the record-warm Gulf of Mexico, ice storm transition zone in between the warmer rain and the so-called snowstorm. Report continues, Des Moines, Iowa set a new daily record on December 29th with 9.6 inches falling. The old record for the date was 2 inches set more than 100 years ago in 1907. The ice portion of the storm, the report states, in the central states can be every bit or even more as disruptive than the snow portion of the second storm. And let's not forget again the warm side of the, quote, winter storm. In this most recent case, this is Winter Storm John. 
This is nothing short of winter weather warfare, complete with destructive ice accumulations from the chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding and dangerously slick snow-like frozen material that contains surfactants, heavy metals, and polymers. Not theory, not conjecture, lab test proven fact. For those that don't know what surfactants are, they're one of the elements that makes soap so slippery. They're used in climate engineering chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations in order to reduce particle coagulation, i.e. to keep the climate engineering elements from sticking together and forming larger particulates that would sink faster to the planet, i.e. to the surface, which would not be conductive to the winter weather warfare scenario. Welcome to Geoengineering Winter Weather Whiplash. Don't eat the snow, and I don't say that in jest. Another headline, planet warming trend continues, 2020 closes hottest decade on record. And that's with the records being falsified radically to the downside, not the upside. The report states we are now experiencing La Nina, which has a cooling effect on global temperatures, but has not been sufficient to put a break on this year's heat, nor has the massive parade of climate-engineered winter weather Winter storms straight out of the record-warm Gulf of Mexico. From the San Francisco Chronicle and other sources, this. Amid the climate crisis, California approves far more drilling permits. And this, in the same year that Governor Gavin Newsom stated that we are in a, quote, climate damn emergency, end quote. Gavin Newsom is the epitome of hypocrisy, a power structure minion, nothing more. Elected officials of either political stripe are just different varieties of the same controller servants. I'm out of time for this week's Global Alert News broadcast, but consider that if the human race remains on the current course, we will all be very soon out of time altogether. Is it still possible to alter our current course? Is there still time to make a difference? That most certainly depends on what we choose to do with the time we have. The controllers could not do what they do in our skies or on the ground Without the active or passive support of the majority population, what will it take to change that equation? What will it take to fully motivate populations into summoning the courage and fortitude to face reality head on? All who are awake and aware are desperately needed in the critical battle to help tilt the scale in the right direction, reaching a critical mass of awareness in the population regarding the collective catastrophes that are closing in on us all is the first and most important critical leap in the right direction that we can make. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, as the proverb goes. Share credible data from a credible source, plant the seeds of awareness with those around you, and ask them to do the same. Start spot fires of awareness and stoke them when you can. If all of us engage in such an endeavor, the bonfires of awakening cannot be extinguished. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how to most effectively make your voice heard in this battle. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigginton with geoengineeringwatch.org.